0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse's out today. I've got Paul Clay coming in to join me and my guardian angel right now. And we got a great show today. I'll I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you about a governor who has dedicated his whole state to Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Good news story. I'm going to tell you about a bishop who's laying the law down about marriages between a man and a woman. And if you got something different, uh, he's going to call you out on it. And this is going to be a great show for that. Also, we have our good friend Tony Ryan from Ignatius Press to share with us some of the great videos and movies they have available. I thought you know, this is a great time to do it with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming, relatives over. What a great time to you know, connect with some good Catholic videos that you can share with the whole family and get your popcorn out and whatever else you want to have out, pizza. So this is going to be good, and uh, I want to also. I, I keep thinking about different saints and how they've dealt with different issues in the in the day. And I think of again Saint Pope Felix the Third, back in four seventy five, said this, and I can't forget. He said, "Not to oppose error is to approve it. Not to defend truth is to suppress it. And indeed, to neglect to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin." than to encourage them. Why do I bring that up? Because you know when we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not our gospel, it's Jesus' gospel, it's God's. And so we don't have the power, no one in the church has the power to change what Christ has taught. And so by proclaiming it, we do that. And when we see problems in the church, not only do we have the authority of lay people through what St. Thomas Aquinas talked about last Friday, to correct it, but at a charity, offer spiritual bouquets and praying for the prelate or the priest or whoever it is that's in error on their position, whether it's contraception or abortion. And, and charity, say, you know, President Biden, you know what? You're a Catholic, you're baptized, Your exit interview, this is going to come to you. I'm calling you out at a charity. So this is what we try to do. I guess we don't have Paul yet, so I'm going to go ahead and read the gospel today. It's from Luke chapter 18. For those who are at home, open up your Bibles. Luke 18, chapter 35 to 43. I see my brother, Paul Clay. Paul, I was just going to read the gospel, but you know, I, I tell Paul off the air and I'll tell him on the air. The dude gives me good extra Jesus on the gospel. He, he gives good teachings. So, uh, Paul, if you could proclaim, not just read it, okay? Proclaim yeah. the word of God, brother. And then. Let's- good morning, Terry.
1: Good morning. Good, good morning. good to be here. Yeah. Okay, so today's gospel is yep. from the gospel of uh, Luke, chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. Yep. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the, by the roadside begging and hearing a crowd going by. He inquired what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus! Son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front of him rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him. Have sight, your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. When they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. The gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Wow, Terry. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get any more helpless, Terry, than being blind and begging in the streets like this man. Uh, he was completely incapable of improving his situation on his own. His physical limitations are but a reflection of our own spiritual condition. And I, I always say that, Terry, that, you know, what we see going on in the physical world reflects the spiritual world, Absolutely. right? So he's, he's completely, um, it reflects our own spiritual condition, blindness, which leaves us and him begging for help this man needed a miracle and he needed to be healed. I'm sure that uh, the fame of how Jesus healed the multitude spread around the countryside and all the buzz at that time was, could this be the son of David? And when the man heard that it was Jesus, he immediately cried, son of David, have pity on me. And without hesitation, Jesus heals the man. Jesus said, he is the great physician, Terry. so, again, what this man's spiritual condition reflects all of us, yeah. and um, we need but cry out to Jesus and receive that healing. Um, you know, in uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, uh, Paul says, um, what do you have that you did not receive? Yeah. And if you did not receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Mm-hmm. Terry. We're all all beggars. Amen. We're all beggars and we need the Lord. And you know what? It it just amazes me when you hear all the other people, when the man was crying out, uh, they became impediments to him. You know, no, 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 be quiet, you know? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that would seek to get in the way between us and moving toward Jesus Christ, particularly in this world. Amen. Um, But... Uh, we need to, uh, the thing that I noticed that Jesus orders the man to be brought to him. You see, Jesus, he, he, he knows what this man's condition is, and he's ready, willing, and able to heal this man. Okay. And this is the way he is for, for you and me every single day. Yep. He is ready, he's willing, and he's able. All we have to do is by faith, just just demonstrate faith, and God is pleased to bring us his healing. And that's, that's what I get from this this gospel passage, uh, Terry. It's not a, a difficult passage. Uh, it's a simple message. Yep. Uh, we're all spiritually bankrupt. We are blind, and we need a miracle. Yep. And Jesus is the one who says, receive thy sight.
0: Well said. And Paul, I might add, every single day, if we're not asking Jesus Christ for more faith, uh, then we, we, we're missing the boat. We are not going to receive grace unless we ask for it. So I would say this. If this is the first time you've heard me say it, I've said it a thousand times. Ask Jesus Christ for more faith every day. You need that to grow in the knowledge and love of Jesus.
1: Terry, you have not because you ask not.
0: Exactly.
1: Ask and you will receive and your joy will be made complete.
0: There you go. Paul, I'd like to bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Full Sheen ahead. This is so much of applying to us. He wrote this 60 years ago. And Paul, you think he just wrote it today. Here he said, Proud people think themselves to be better than they are. And when they criticize, always believe their neighbor is jealous or has a grudge against them. But he said, The humble know themselves as they really are, for they judge themselves as they judge time by a standard outside themselves, namely God and his moral law. Well, Paul, that statement goes to us today when I just shared with everybody how many people are depressed and and the numbers of suicides that are going on and people are on drugs to try and uh, just stay high because they don't have a meaning and purpose of life. Bishop Sheen is giving us the answer and the antidote for our culture right now. And it's called God, and you need to turn to God, not man, for your happiness. Your take on that reading?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, again, what do you see going on in the world? We're moving as fast away from God as we can, yeah. and 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 God is the obvious solution. It's it, it's it's that simple. Um, uh, what you know? Going back to the gospel reading, Terry. Yes. A blind man yes he, he can't see
0: right
1: you can try to you can say man don't you see can't you see this no he can he's blind okay he needs help yes and and the only one capable of giving us help is God Right. because man is incapable of improving his position where but by the grace of God and Bishop Sheen to get de- dedicated his life to preaching that message. Yep. Uh, 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 you know, the Old Testament prophesies about his coming, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he is truly the desire of ages. Mm-hmm. And, and for us to, you know, wholesalely reject the goodness of God uh, is, you know, it, it speaks volumes. And, yep. and, and, and when we look at the condition of the world today, it's no wonder that it's in that state.
0: I agree. Paul, when we come back, we've got Tony Ryan from Ignatius Mm. Press telling us about some great Catholic movies. What a great time to watch movies when you've got Thanksgiving, you've got all the relatives over, Christmas season, and uh, we can compete with the secular world when we talk about Mother Teresa or a a movie on the real presence of Christ in the (laughs) Eucharist. These are the things we should be watching. One One really interesting video, a movie they got, and we've interviewed the author of it, the real story behind transgender explosion. So these are going to be great videos to get. When we come back, we'll talk about that and much, much more. We've got other, actually, Mother Miriam coming on today, and I've teased you with the governor who actually dedicated every square inch of his state to who? Jesus Christ. Who's that? Well, it ain't out in California, and I can tell you, It ain't in New York or Illinois. Wait till you hear this one. It'll make you be impressed by people who have faith in Jesus Christ. And boy, we need more people like that. Stay with us, family. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd all be billionaires. Amen. Terry
2: and Jesse Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Actually,
0: Paul Clay sitting in for Jesse, but I also have my good friend, Tony Ryan, I've known for 40 years from Ignatius Press. Tony, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Oh, I'm not sure if he's got there. Oh, Tony, can you hear us? I can. Oh God, love you, Tony. You hear me? I can hear you fine, my brother. Hey, I'm excited to talk about movies that Ignatius Press has published. But you know, I got a. You didn't know I was going to do this to you, but I'm going to do it. I got a book called "The Moral Wisdom of the Catholic Church: A Defense of Her Controversial Moral Teachings" from Father Robert Spitzer. I'm holding the book for those who are on YouTube can see this. Uh, This book is outstanding it just came out from ignatius press and i would highly recommend people to get that book tony am i off on that book because i just think i went through it over the weekend and i was really impressed it's one of the gems that you've published
3: Terry, you're never off when you you've got a book by the great father robert great jesuit so this is uh Happy to talk about that a little bit. So that just was released, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he did here, yeah. uh, he's so brilliant. What he did here was he, he did research on all the secular scientific studies yes. on, the, on social issues, moral issues, mm. and the, the studies on how they relate to depression, anxiety, family tensions, uh, substance abuse, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he, he shows from the studies, the reports of the studies, that when people follow the moral wisdom of the Catholic Church on these issues <laughs> they're happy they're the happiest they can be they could, they have the best possible yep. um, uh, kind of self control and, sure. and they can handle these issues well yeah. and they can be happily married and so forth so that's kind of what this book is, is why this book is so unique it's yes. because he takes I agree. not you know he uses the studies of the world that the world has put out there a claim study is to show that the wisdom of the church is the best wisdom if you want to live a happy life
0: amen amen well said that's a good description and it's in all the hot topics tony i really asked you to come on for the videos that you're the movies that you guys are publishing but i just couldn't resist after going through the book on the weekend to talk about that uh tell us a little bit about what ignatius press is doing when it comes to offering great movies on the lives of the saints go ahead tony
3: be Happy to do that, but by the way, on that book, uh, of course, Father Spitz would probably be happy to be on your show if you ever want to talk. Uh, to you mind.
0: know what? Let's Keep do it. Yeah, just I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. Yep,
3: I'll put you in touch with his uh, with our uh publicist on Absolutely. that. But here, so on the films, thanks for having me on and mm-hmm. good morning to Jesse as well. Yeah, um, uh, the we have five uh, unusual films, five really uh, different, unique, but really outstanding films this season. That's why I wanted to tell you, tell you and your audience about them, you sure. know, films. We we get them as they're made. I mean, we we don't we, we produce a few films. We're mainly a book publisher, but we kind of have to wait until these great films come along and then we license them. This season has kind of been a, a, a storm for us. We got five great films. The first one called The Siege of Vienna. Oh boy, this very timely film. It's actually a, it's a it's an epic um, drama. The subtitle is September 11, 1683. Uh, one of these great films made in Europe, uh, multi-studios, Italian, Polish studios got together to make this great film, shot in English. And what it is, is it tells the story, the true story of one of the most powerful military battles in history. A lot of people, especially Americans, don't know about this battle, but right. it, it really, saved, really saved Christendom. And it happened, uh, you know, people know about Lepanto, but they don't know about this. What Happened was, um, you know, the Turks, the Muslims were gaining power. Uh, of course, they always want to take over Christendom, um, so they were really strong at this time when they were going to invade Vienna, which is what they called the golden apple back then. Because mm-hmm. if you got Vienna, then you could pretty much take over the, the West, sure. So they had 300,000 troops ready to wow. go, they were they've been planning this for a long time. Mm-hmm. The guy who was the emperor of Vienna was a very weak and he didn't believe they would actually do it, so he was uh. He was kind of living in doubt, Emperor Leopold I. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what happened was, by God's providence, this Capuchin monk, who's a historical figure, I checked it out, and he's been beatified by John Paul II. His name is Marco D'Aviano. So he was a Capuchin monk. Okay. He was sent by the Pope, one, to convince the emperor that you need to get ready for this. And also, he said, go ask the, the king of Poland, Jan Sobieski, a great warrior, to come and help. The uh, the the Emperor of Vienna stopped the invasion of the Muslims. <laughs> wow! So he did both. He yeah. he went to the uh, so the movie tells all this. I'll, I'm almost finishing my summary, but the movie. I love it. So this monk, the monk is the main character. of The yeah. story. It's an amazing story. So he goes to the he goes to Leopold. Leopold says, "Oh no, you're exaggerating. We're actually on good terms with the Muslims." And then he said, "No, you're not. Get ready." Then he goes to then he goes to Poland and Sobieski. <laughs> Salty character. You'll love the guy in the movie. He says that he says, I'm not I'm not going to help that that emperor. He's a he's just, you know, he's kind of a loser to put it in modern terms. The guy's a loser. He and I don't agree on things. So he could just take care of himself. And and the monk says, no, this is about Christendom. This isn't just about the Pope wants you to go help him. So at any rate, the story is about how Jan Sobieski and the Polish warriors come with Our Lady of chestohova the Big Banner, yes. to fight this battle. And I'm going to leave it, leave it at that. You'll have I can't to wait. It's a teaser. See what happens. But <laughs> it's an amazing story. But catch the date, September 11th. Yes, of course. 3. Yes, So it's not a coincidence no. that we had September 11th as the date when the Muslims, you know, uh, radicals attacked the United States. That's right. They, they lost this battle, and they never forgot it.
0: Exactly. I can't wait to see that one. What about the next one, Tony?
3: So we have a couple films that have been in the theaters, mm-hmm. Gary, and uh, they, they've had theatrical releases. The next one I'm going to mention is uh, it's, it's, what I think is really important about it. It's tied in with this Eucharistic revival that's yes. happening in this country. It's called Alive, the Real Presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. had a surprising success in the box office. And why was it surprising? Well, first of all, it's on the Eucharist. Second of all, it's a documentary shot in Spain and it's actually in Spanish mm-hmm. Jesse will like this it's in Spanish yep. we gringos have to watch read the subtitles and it's it. all right but you know what it mm. doesn't matter i mean it's so well done good so well done basically what it is is it testimonies five different stories of people who had dramatic uh conversions awesome. by their experience of the real presence through adoration of the blessed sacrament oh, young great. people uh, people who are married, uh, atheists—it's yeah. uh, just a very powerful film. So perfect for this Eucharistic revival, called Alive: The Real Presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Highly recommend. And Tony,
0: before you go to the next one, they can all go to Ignatius.com Ignatius, uh, to find out about these and purchase them. Correct?
3: Absolutely, okay. Ignatius.com, or hopefully your Catholic bookstore will have them. Yeah. Uh, you know, encourage sure. them to buy them.
0: Absolutely. What's next? Uh, if,
3: if you're a me- if you're a member of Form.org, they'll be. Oh yeah, that's even be, better. Uh, streaming them. At Good. some point, some of these will be on form now. Some will be on a little later. Oh, okay. Uh, we encourage people to buy the DVDs. All right, Terry. The next one, next one is a, a h- incredibly huge film. It's Mother Teresa No Crater. I no saw it. Love. It's great. Oh, well, you did.
0: I it, did okay, in the it was, theaters. You know, awesome video, video. You know movie. How
3: great it is. So oh, yeah. This got in the theaters. Was a very successful film. So this is kind of the definitive new film on Mother Teresa. They did it because it's the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. of her death. Right. And they kind of wanted to remind all of us of this great woman almost like a prophetess for modern times and uh, the film is just incredible shot on five continents shot in English uh, really traces her life from her from her beginning when she was a child all the way through the end and talks about how as one person all by yourself people have to remember this this is a woman who was a teacher yep. she was a great teacher she was a very successful she loved being a teacher she didn't really want to not she didn't want to leave but <laughs> she had this call as yep. a matter of fact. Like a lot of us, she resisted it for a while. Exactly. And then Jesus finally said to her, like he, you know, says to other <laughs> saints, "Are you? Well, how long are you going to keep me waiting?" Here? So, <laughs> so she finally, she finally got permission. Good. To leave this job that she loved, this vocation of teaching, and go out on the streets of Calcutta, and, you know, as you know the story, picking up the the dying and the, the people that have been forgotten. And now, and as the film shows, look at what's happened. This Missionaries of Charity order that she founded now is all over the world, and they continue to expand and carry on work. So this is the story of Mother Teresa. Great film. Really great. inspiring. All right. I'll, I'll try to wrap it up here quickly. Sure. You guys had a, well, I love the next uh, one
0: about Asia. This is an amazing... i read the book.
3: Liberation, yeah. Liberator of Asia. Yeah,
0: this oh, is awesome.
3: By the way, by the way, you, you might want to have the, the guy that produced this. He oh, yeah. also produced Mother Teresa, by the way. David Neglieri, great filmmaker. Okay. Very good character. Yeah,
0: we'd happy to. You, sure. Well,
3: the way... The reason he produced it was he found out about the true story of Diem, who was the president yes. of Vietnam, because he had a great interest and devotion to Cardinal von Tuan. Mm-hmm. So Cardinal von Tuan, who was the Cardinal of Vietnam was, uh, Diem's, um, uh, they were related. I forget one was the uncle of the other or something. I think, I think uh, von Tuan was the uncle of Diem. So he did this, uh, film on, on Cardinal von Tuan, the guy who the, uh, communists put in uh, prison for 13 years. And one, as he did that story, he started to learn the true story about this president of, of Vietnam. And, uh, and found out the truth about him, that, yeah. that the lies that we were telling in Americans for all these years, and we didn't know the truth story. For example, the the film by Ken Burns on Vietnam, yes. full of lies about this guy. So the true story about this guy is, very quickly, he was a devout Catholic. He was a daily communicant. Yeah, and people people actually loved this man. People exactly. loved him, all, not just Catholics, but right. you know the, the Buddhists, the Hindus. So he had what was called a mandate of heaven. That means that the, that's a Confucian term for... He was kind of like, in their terms, designated by God to be their leader. So he was widely beloved, and he didn't want Americans to interfere. He right. told Americans, "Stay back. Stay I yeah. got control of this. We'll, we'll call for your help when we need it." <laughs> well, that's not what—that's not what the, the uh, Americans and others—they—they they wanted to be involved for whatever reason. Yeah. So this is a true story about this great man, who was actually assassinated uh, with the. Uh, uh, involvement of the United States of America. It's a sad, sad story for Americans, but we need to know the true story about this. So I strongly encourage this film. Awesome. The last one, Tony. Last, last film is a very odd, uh, not odd, but very unusual film, and it's called "Disconnected: The yes. Real Story Behind the Transgender Explosion." Yes. So this is very important because very timely. So Don Johnson, who's a convert to Catholicism, filmmaker. Yep. Has children. Has he, oh, yeah. he wanted to go tell the true story? So he goes all around the country. Yep. To find out the true story about what what's what's going on with transgenderism and this explosion that's happened—it's like a tsunami in our right. country—and he interviews all the people that know about it, people that have been affected by it. A woman named Daisy Strong, who transgender, who did a who did a sex change, and then she tran she transitioned back. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Yeah, she, uh, her Incredible. story is kind of the core of this. Yes. So he interviews all these great people in the film to get the true story for us about what this. Phenomine that's attacked our countries about yes. and what do we do about it. So it's called Disconnected, the real story behind the it's transgender explosion. Very important film, very well done.
0: Incredibly done. Well, Don Johnson's been on our show to talk about that particular movie. When oh. we want we want to oh, encourage people to pick that up. Again, they can get it from Ignatius Press. And not only can you get good movies, Tony. You mentioned earlier in the conversation. Tell us, uh, it just—we got like a minute and a half before the break. I want to give a plug for some new releases. You already talked about one with Father Spitzer, but I want you to take a look because I want people to have great resources. That's what's helping them keep their faith and spread their faith.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Thank you, Terry. We've, I think we got about twenty new books this season. Oh my so gosh! I'll tell you about a few. Twenty. Uh, we have one by. Yeah, every season. We publish about 50 or 60 a year. It, oh. That doesn't include our kids' books. We have great children's books to do with Magnifica. We yes. about 15 or 20 of those a year. So uh, if you get our catalog, it's just chock full of great stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, someday I hope to read all these great books. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we, have a great, uh, we have a great new book by Peter Kreeft, who's oh, always original you. and comes up with amazing, and the guy is prolific and a half. So it's called The Man Who Left His Mark, How Mark's Gospel Answers Modern Questions.
0: Tony, great let me stuff. jump in. We're, we're running out of time, but yeah. people can get all these great books and videos from IgnatiusPress.com, IgnatiusPress.com, or go to your local bookstore, because we need to keep the bookstores afloat. And if you have one locally, just, go just there.
3: Just Ignatius.com, no press.
0: No press, Ignatius. okay. Yeah, Thank Ignatius, yeah, thanks so much. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless you. When we come back, Mother Maryam will come on with the video. Stay with us.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess Romero. Before we have Paul set up the stage for this, oh, we have Jesse online right now? Oh, well, we'll do that right now. Jesse's, Jess, welcome, brother. You're on with us right now. What's going on, buddy?
4: Hey, I'm here in Baltimore, Maryland. Good. uh, At the Marriott Hotel. Awesome. I participated here with uh, at the National Men's Rally March Awesome. to stop abortion. Uh, you know, a bunch of men came out, a couple hundred men. Good. You had Father Stephen Barato. You had uh, Father Clay, the the canceled priest.
0: priest. Oh, I know Father Clay. Yeah. And
4: uh, we, yeah, we marched and prayed the Rosary from Planned Parenthood in downtown Baltimore, Maryland, about a mile in front of the Marriott Hotel, where the U.S. bishops are having a meeting right now. Yeah. And uh, we're here having kind of a little. Little rally with a makeshift podium, and people are giving the you know words sure. of encouragement to each other. Good. So, uh, yeah, Terry hits uh, We're yep. just I'm just out here trying to do some apostolic work and and uh, and represent lay people and let the bishops know that you know, hey, yeah. we're praying for you, but we're also watching you. Yeah, we're hey. also watching you, and, and we're uh, hopefully uh, you know they make they make some right decisions in terms of choosing the right president Absolutely. to run the USCCB.
0: Jesse, that is awesome. If you have a few extra minutes, do you or you, or you have to go back to the meeting there? Do you, you have a couple minutes? No, no, no. I, I got you. Good, I got let me just—Paul yeah, just, and I were just talking before the show about a governor who dedicated every square inch of his state to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to myself, it ain't California. It ain't New York. It ain't Illinois. It, it, no. It, no, it's it, Oklahoma, it, Ke- it, Jess. The governor, Kevin kidding. Sitt, who re- he was reelected last week— he recently dedicated every square inch to the state to Jesus Christ. He said, and I love well, this. Maybe we should all move
4: here. We should all, all, <laughs> all relocate. Yeah. I hear you, brother. He's, he, seems like he's the right man.
0: Yeah, well, he says, wow. with the authority that I have as governor and the spiritual authority and the physical authority that you gave me, meaning they voted for him, I claim Oklahoma for Jesus.
4: Amen. Um, is he, he is he
0: Catholic? No, Jesse. That's where I wanted to go. He's a Protestant, from what I understand. He's he's not
4: Catholic, but you know what, brother? So many of my but, but because that's a because sounds of, like I'm he Catholic believes Catholic in the papal Bible. states. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm saying is is Protestants don't do consecrations to cities or states. Well, he that's he a, dedicated every square he's a, inch. I, I'm, he's a, he's been because that's a Catholic thing to do. That goes back yeah. to the Middle Ages, exactly, that's brother. Not a Protestant thing to do. So. He's been influenced by good Catholics to do that. God bless him. He's a man of goodwill. But when I read that over
0: the weekend, I go, man, I said, I got to tell everybody about Oklahoma. And I have friends that live there. They, ah. they told me in Oklahoma, it's like, and this is what I wanted to just say to Paul and to you. It almost seems like in the United States, it's like you have different countries within the 50 states. In other words, Texas. You know, things that go on in Florida are co- completely different. It's like we've got socialism in California, okay? And you go over to Texas and you're like you're in another state. Or even with the uh, COVID restrictions, you have completely different policies. And so it just seems to me that that's what's going on in the United States. Am I onto something or am I exaggerating, guys?
4: No, you're right, Terry. There's, we, we are completely a mixed bag at this point right now. There's such a divide in this country, and oh, by the way, I just saw your uh, uh, bi- your bishop sidekick, Bishop Strickland. He was out here praying the rosary. He, he just finished, and he went he went back to the meeting. Good. I want to Good. just give Bishop Strickland some love. Oh yeah. He came out. There's over 300 bishops inside right now having a meeting. Yeah. He came out here. Everybody yeah. saw. him. They yeah. got off the buses. Uh, the bishops They came in these huge, beautiful, lavish buses. About five of them. <laughs> he got off the bus. Walked over to us in the presence of all his bishop brother bishops, <laughs> took out his rosary, Amen. and uh, gave us a little gave us a little talk and started praying with us. Him and I'm going to give a, a love to another bishop, Bishop Coffee. Oh yeah, from the military. Yeah, he's a homeschooling military, person. Yep. Yeah, good guy. He came out here with us also. Him and Bishop uh, Strickland they gave awesome. us a, a, a talk, a, a words of encouragement, yeah. like a small little sermon. Sure. Then they prayed the rosary along with us. And and then he looked at me, Bishop Coffee. I, I went up to him. Well, Bishop Strickland was happy to just yeah. He knows here. you, and uh, yeah, he knows. you. And then I went up to Bishop Coffee. He goes, he said, it was funny. He goes, uh, you you're Jesse. You remember? I said yeah. He goes, he goes. I've been listening to your CDs from Lighthouse for years. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's because of my partner Terry. Oh, that's funny. He goes, good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, so, good, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, Terry. Yeah, I mean, you, you, your CDs have yeah with the globe and I just, uh, yeah
0: yeah, well, he's a homeschooling young man that became a priest and then a bishop, and he's so pro life I think he comes from a family of like a ten kids,
4: no mm-hmm. so, it's awesome well you could you could tell because yeah. he was wearing that shirt, I said, this guy's got guts, the back of his sweatshirt he had a black black sweatshirt over his cassock, it yeah. said uh jeremiah one five before yeah I knew. uh you know before I knew you yeah uh before you, before you were womb, I knew you yeah and, and yeah. And and he he
0: wore that. He's wearing that. That's awesome. That's the kind of. That's what's inspirational. You know, Jesse. If you talk about priests that are inspirational and bishops, let's just mention one more guy, and that is Archbishop Samuel Aquila. Okay, he's yes, he's too Terry. Yeah, because what he did is Catholic Archdiocese of Denver advises its schools against enrolling gender confused students he said the guidance states that catholic schools should not enroll transgender students because any asserted identity that rejects the reality of biological sex is incompatible with christian anthropology so we've got the guys that some good guys are coming out to me as bishops and speaking just Basic teachings of the church, and I appreciate him also.
4: Paul, your thoughts? Hey Terry, also something good. Something good happened in 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 Paul State in Nevada. Tell us. Uh, they got a better governor now. So really, I mean that's yeah, they, that's a step that. in the right direction. I mean, it's it's not the to touch close, them, it's huh? Step in the right direction. It was good.
0: Well, that's great. When well, we see all that, Paul talking about elections, you had wanted to put a clip on from Fox. Do you want to set the stage before we play the clip, please?
1: Yeah, Terry. Uh... Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of listeners are trying to wrap their head yeah. around what just happened in the midterm elections. I mean, we heard for literally months upon months about how there was going to be this huge red wave. Yeah. And then come election day, you know, we there were some individual victories, but in the end it wasn't the red wave that was uh forecasted. Right. So what we want to do is try to give this a little context and talk about it from a Catholic perspective. And how are we supposed oh. to look at this and how are we supposed to interpret it? Right. But uh, so we have two clips. One is a, a short clip from Fox News and the other one is from uh, Mother Miriam. I love it. So, if, Mr. Engineer, if you could play the first clip, let's listen to it. Just think about this.
4: Uh, we welcome back uh, Mark Thiessen and Harold Ford Jr. to the panel. Uh, we talked a lot about debates and when some candidates did debates and some didn't do them had the october 25th debate been september 30th would this race have changed
5: Mm. mark i i think it might have or maybe it wouldn't have i mean i think there's a broader issue here which Mm -hmm. is that so think about this we have the worst inflation in four decades the worst collapse in real wages in 40 years the worst crime wave since the 1990s the worst border crisis in u.s history we have joe biden who is the least popular president since harry truman since presidential polling happened and there wasn't a red wave. That is a searing indictment of the Republican Party. That is a searing indictment of the message that we have been sending to the voters. They looked at all of that and said, and looked at the Republican alternative and said, no thanks. That is, That is a, re- the Republican Party needs to do a really deep introspection look in the mirror right now, because this is this is an absolute disaster for the Republican Party and we need to turn back. We need to start, we need to look at who won today. Ron DeSantis, DeWine, uh, the, these these governors, Kemp, Kemp Abbott. Abbott, you know, look at these governors. This is the path mm. to the future. And electing these 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 uh you know these these radical candidates who who ran far behind them has put the Republican Party in a terrible position, and voters have left in indi- have have indicted the Republican Party.
1: Paul, oh, your thoughts? Yeah, Terry. Oh, okay. This is this is something that, you know, just burns me sometimes because, you know, sometimes we get trapped into the idea that the Republican Party is somehow going to save us. But if you listen to Mr. Thiessen, uh, he almost sounds like he's ready to cry uh, about the loss. Mm -hmm. And what he's basically pointing out is, is that uh, he starts naming, uh, you know, with the exception of the governor of Florida, he starts naming a bunch of rhino-type individuals and saying, these are the people that won. This is what we need to go back to. And these radical candidates that we put forward, they lost it for us. Well, Terry, the radical candidates that he's referring to are the people that we love, are the people that say, no, we won't compromise on abortion, okay? And so, you know, It's just important for people to realize as Catholics, we need to um, uh, understand that uh, uh, we don't, you know, we're not, our faith is not synonymous with the Republican Party. That's right. Uh, uh, And we have to take a stand, little do they know that the people who take a stand for life are actually doing the most good for this country, because if we don't, reverse course yeah God is going to bring judgment on this Amen. country Amen. The, the United States is going to be an afterthought uh you know yep. yeah I'm I'm, I'm I'm tempted to you know you hear that you know how the mighty have fallen yeah. Harry the United States is leading the pack in pornography That's and right. in uh, human trafficking yep. and and killing uh, the innocents and you know it's just I just thought it was noteworthy to you know point out how this guy Mark Thieson, uh his whole view is you know we just need to get power in some kind of way. we just need to win, but we need to understand as Catholics, the light shines brightest in the dark amen and and also Terry uh, our, this is you know uh, a persecuted church and, and and everybody's aware that you know we're st- slowly you know coming under persecution a persecuted church is a holy church. That's right. And see, God's ways are not always uh, our our ways. Amen. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man, but Terry, that's not the way. That's not the way. Uh, God, uh, Jesse, one of his favorite terms is, you know, God's judo or, you know, God, <laughs> how God can take, uh, you know, everything about, you know, oh, listen to what Jesus says. Uh, God's strength is perfected in weakness. Amen. You know, in weakness. It's the opposite of what you might think, right?
0: Hey, Amen, Paul. Um, We're um, going to come back with Mother Miriam's clip. And Jess, I want to get your take on this also. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Paul Clay sitting in for Jess. Jess is out in Baltimore, Maryland with the Bishop's Conference, and he's standing up and speaking up for the unborn with a men's march. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. Jesse Romero calling in from the East Coast with Paul Clay here. And uh, Jess, we're going to play a clip from Mother Miriam, her take on the election, and then let's chat about that. Mother, let's play the clip, Mr. Injury.
6: But um, what a tragic uh, result uh, of the elections. Utterly tragic. I'm not surprised. I'm truly not surprised. And if you, it's early for you, especially in California. It's only 7 a.m., and maybe you haven't uh, stayed up late to see what was going on. I was up till over midnight following things, and um, maybe haven't looked at them this morning, had the opportunity. But I think our country is over. I think it's over. Uh, The Democrats have won. Largely, they have won. Let me get straight myself out here. Um, and um, it is, is simply because I'm going to say straight out, not the only cause, but I think the major cause is that Catholics have failed God and society. I truly believe if Catholics lived their faith, the society would be converted. We are to be in the world and not of it, and yet we are in the world and of it. It is very difficult. The percentage of truly faithful Catholics who live their faith is extremely small, and I don't know what it is. But if you look at the world, you cannot tell a Catholic from a non-Catholic. You cannot. The dressed is is as mo- immodest across the board, whether it's young girls or women or mothers. Um... The stores are filled on Sundays. The restaurants are filled on Sundays after Mass. Um, We live like the world. And um, I think we are, to whom much is given, much is required. And we have failed. We have failed God. We have failed in our vocation as a people. We Catholics, those who call themselves Catholics, have put the last bunch of presidents in office we have done that we have put abortion laws in place we have done that and you say mother why are you coming down on us my goodness because we're god's people the same way we come down on the old testament Mm -hmm. people who were chosen of god and became a stubborn stiff-necked people the Messiah came through them and spread salvation to the world because not of their faithfulness, but God's faithfulness. And yes, the church was founded on the Jewish people. There's no question. The apostles and prophets.
0: Wow. Jess, your thoughts?
6: 100%. Uh,
4: on, spot on, with, isn't she? Uh, with Mother Miriam. Yeah. yeah uh, Catholics are putting these pro uh, pro death culture of death, Democrat Party in power. Why? Uh, only 10 to 12% of Catholics uh, go to Mass on Sunday that doesn't mean that all 10 to 12% of Catholics in the country even believe in the real presence right. or live in a state of grace. Those are, those are the, just the ones that are attending Holy Mass on Sundays, yeah. which means what? It means 88% of Catholics in this country don't go to Mass on Sunday. They're living in objective mortal sin. Yeah. Their mind is malformed. Their intellect is darkened. Uh, their will is weakened as a result of living constantly in mortal sin, and they vote for the, they vote for the culture of death party consistently. So Catholics keep putting these killers, this, this demon party in place. Number two, uh, we get outspent uh, 10 to 1. Uh, right. Democrats outspent Republicans 10 to 1 because they have all the billionaires in their back pocket. They have big tech. They have uh, Zuckerbucks. Uh, they have big pharma. Uh, they have 95% of the TV channels are shilling for them the culture of death party. So we're outspent. They have all, 95% of the media. And also they own the colleges. And, and and what they did, they got the vote out of the colleges. Yep. Uh, I was. Right. I, I've been reading several articles where yep. most of the college and university kids, yep. they stormed the voting booths in these six states that were going to be contested, yep. uh, and they came out by the hundreds of thousands or by the millions nationally mm-hmm. that they've never done before over the issue of we're going to lose our uh, we're going to lose our right to abortion and uh, uh, Biden's going to pay off our tuition. Exactly. That got the, the youth yep. vote out. And that just yep. destroyed any red wave. And, 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 yeah. and Because you're talking about millions of students around the country. Uh, and, and, and then the last thing I want to say is, I think we've just become Sodom and Gomorrah now. I think, we, we, see, all three of us, our network, our associations are all Catholics. So we kind of live in a bubble. We do. But there's not a lot of people that think like we do. No. Uh, mm-hmm. a, as soon as we step out of our, our, our social right. circles and our bubble most of the world hates jesus yeah. most of the world hates god they hate the catholic church we don't see that because again we we, we pick our, our our friends cautiously we go and we go to our social events and we know exactly where we're going but we live right now in the days of noah that's my take
0: good point and i think it's hard to beat santa claus paul what are your
1: thoughts yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, Jess mentioned, uh, you know, they went out to the schools. Yeah. Um, I know a young girl in college right now who mm-hmm. told us that uh, they came out, uh, one of the candidates running for Senate here in Nevada, to the colleges and offered free tacos for their votes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding Bonnie, you. Are, are you serious? I'm not wow. kidding you when I say that. They gave what, them free tacos. insults. insult yeah for their votes and this is how desperate the democrat party is
4: yeah
1: they you know they don't see they can't win on issues no. but so what they do is uh like just you know and 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 this has been going on for a long time yeah this this idea uh, of our children being indoctrinated uh you know you know we're, we're we're getting we're hearing different things about it like uh when they try to do uh push critical race theory uh, when they try to teach the LGBTQ agenda to kindergartners. And, you know, and, you know, we're seeing, you know, different pockets and fashions of people rising up and saying, no way, no how. But I hate to say it, Terry, but we're almost, and, and, and you never quite give up hope, because nope. there, there's two words, but God. Amen. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and we know that God can reverse that's uh, uh That's the only flow. way it's going to happen. Yeah, he, Paul, yeah. let,
0: let me jump in and ask Jess yeah, ahead, and you Terry. both to say we have a couple five minutes left to give people hope. Our hope is not in any uh, polit- political group. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. I'm holding a crucifix for those who can see this. That's where our hope is because that's the answer to all the world's problems. Jess, can you just share a little bit about the centrality of Christ in our lives and how that's really what's going to give us hope, and also at our exit interview is what's going to give us salvation for eternity.
4: If Jesus Christ of Nazareth had mm-hmm. not risen from the dead, yeah. uh, I'd, be, I'd be jumping off uh, the San Francisco Absolutely.
0: Right
4: but the fact is, we know that there's life after death mm-hmm. because Jesus Christ has demonstrated that, and Jesus Christ has promised us not earthly life, but eternal life that those who believe in him and follow him and walk in the obedience of faith. And so we're not going to live here that long. Psalm 90 says if you're very strong, you live to about 80. That's right in Psalm 90. So if, if, if Psalm 90 is accurate, which it is, it's God's Word, sure. I've got about 19 years left. If I make it to 80, i got 19 <laughs> yeah, really. years left. That's not that long. No, it isn't. But uh, but eternity is something I can't even wrap my mind around. Yeah. And so uh, the apostles, the early church, what did they go to? Was it, a, was it a cherry patch? Was it Disneyland? Was it a walk in the park? No. <laughs> It was a life of suffering. It was a life of penance. It was a life of persecution. Yep. It was a life of, of tribulation. Why do we expect anything less? I mean, right in the, right in the catechums, paragraph 675, yep. it says the church is going to carry the cross and follow the footsteps of Christ the Master on Calvary. Yep. We are going through Calvary right now. Ultimately, no parties are Messiah. This country is not going to last forever. The U.S all will powers fall that's right this country's going to fall it's going to fall like a comet. Yep. At, uh, at with uh with this one party in charge the culture of death god is going to just remove any protection yep. from this country and so people keep your eyes on jesus hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 the author, yeah. finisher of our faith he's the way the truth and the life john 14 verse 6 no man is and jesus christ says he will raise us up from the dead If we eat his body and drink his blood, do not fear. The Bible says, do not fear over 300 times in scripture. (laughs) And that's a promise that you can bank on. You could take that to the bank. Before I have Paul wrap it up, I want to quote St. Thomas More when
0: he said, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Paul, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, uh, Jesse Jesse was right on point Uh, uh, when he said, you know, we're Sodom, we're Gomorrah. Uh, how, do we really expect Sodom to, to, to vote for values that are consistent with God? Oh, yeah. No. And we can obviously look out at our, our fellow countrymen, and, and and we just have to ask ourselves a question. Are they on track with obedience to God, or are they on a different track? Amen. And, yeah, and we know that the road that leads to life is narrow, and few there be that find it, but the road that leads to hell is wide. And so Jess said it right. Uh, Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall have no life. Jesus Christ, uh, he came, uh, you know, he lived, he died, he, you know, he descended and ascended for us. And uh, that's the answer. That's the, you know, that's the, you know, you you want to talk about uh, uh, the antidote. That is the only antidote that this world uh, has. And so, uh, uh, you know, even oh, you know, Terry, there's yeah. just so much going on in this show. Uh, yeah. Paul, let a, let it, me mention just Paul. Yeah. Let me just
4: mention something in ten seconds.
1: Yeah, in, in, in the
4: in the in the accounts of the transfiguration, when Jesus, Moses, and Elijah yeah. appeared on the cloud. There's mm-hmm. yep. you know, so, so, so this beautiful verse where it says, where, "Where it says Moses and Elijah disappeared, and then it said, and James, Peter, and John. And it says, and all they looked up." And all they saw was Jesus. Amen. Reminds me of the words of my father. Holy when my dad was dying of cancer, he yeah. told me, Son, when you realize that Jesus Christ is all you need, you re- when, when, you, when you realize that Jesus Christ is all you have, you realize that Jesus Christ is all you ever needed in this life. Well said. Amen.
0: Well said. Amen to that. And remember, life is short and eternity is forever Paul, wrap it up before we go. And Jess, I'm so glad you called in to talk about what you're doing out there. Yeah, keep it up, yeah. brother.
1: Like secretaries of the bishops. Thank yeah.
0: you. God bless okay, you
1: brother. guys. God love you. We'll see you, yeah. we'll see you soon. God bless Bye.
0: Jess. Paul, wrap it up, brother. Yeah,
1: we need to keep Jess in prayer. He's out there. Uh, oh, he's on uh, the right d- front lines, doing the Lord's work. And that's uh, Terry. Again, I just want to encourage all our listeners to uh, take heart. Don't don't be afraid. Uh, the yeah. actual prayer is useless. Yeah, all we're doing is mop-up work. That's right. Uh, The the Lord has done. Christ has conquered. And all we need to do is uh, just follow through and keep our eyes on him. And uh, we'll see everybody in eternity.
0: Amen. (laughs) And Paul, I ask Jesse this question every day. What state should we be living in, brother?
1: The only state, the state of grace.
0: Amen. And remember Our Lady of Fatima. She said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's pray for our leaders in the state, in the government, and in the church, that they yeah. will fall deep in love with Jesus and do it his way rather than man's way. And we, can Yeah, like the, like, like the
1: governor. Like the governor of Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> there you go. Perfect example. Again, I have a special guest tomorrow, Father Glenn, a convert to the Catholic faith. You won't want to miss tomorrow's show. It's going to be exciting. And again, I want to thank everyone who supports us here at bmpr.org. May God richly bless you and your family. And thanks again for all you do to help us proclaim Jesus is Lord. God bless you.